0: Welcome to the Raise with Jesus podcast, I'm it's everyday where life of Jesus meets yours. you got your daily Bible reading, today from the book of Jonah, Jonah chapter 1. Jonah chapter 1 So the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach against it, for its people's evil has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and boarded the ship to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind unto the sea. There was such a great storm on the sea that the ship was about to break apart. The sailors were afraid, and each one cried out to his own gods. They threw the ship's cargo into the sea to lighten the ship's load. Jonah had gone down into the hold of the ship. He was lying down and sleeping soundly. The captain approached him and said, How can you be sleeping so soundly? Get up and call on your God. Maybe your God will treat us with favor, so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to one another, Come on, let's cast lots, so that we can find out whose fault it is that this disaster has come to us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they said to him, Please tell us whose fault it is that this disaster has come to us. What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? What people are you from? He answered, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men were terrified and said to him, What have you done? The men already knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them so. Then, because the storm on the sea kept getting worse, they said to him, What shall we do to you to quiet the sea that is raging against us? He said to them, Pick me up and throw me into the sea, then the sea will calm down for you, for I know that this violent storm striking against you has come about because of me. Instead, the men rowed hard to return the ship to dry land, but they could not, because the storm on the sea kept getting worse for them. So they cried out to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, please do not let us perish because of this man's life. Do not charge innocent blood against us, for you, O Lord, have done as you pleased. So they picked Jonah up and threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped its raging. Then the men feared the Lord greatly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Then the Lord provided a large fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. This is the word of our God. The book of Jonah is rather unique among the prophets because it is predominantly narrative, that is, it tells a story. And the book of Jonah is probably the earliest among the prophets, although um, we cannot put a certain date on Obadiah or Joel, for instance, although we have some good guesses that they are likewise very early. Um, the entire, most of the prophetic message of the book of Jonah is also a narrative as Jonah walks through the town and he, he shares a message from God, repent 40 more days and Nineveh will be overturned. And then he goes out and sits outside the city. Um, It's somewhat unfortunate and misleading that the story has come come down to really the story of Jonah and often called the whale or Jonah and the big fish, but that only appears in this one episode at the end of chapter one, beginning of chapter two, when we have um, that whale showing up in three verses. And that does come up in the New Testament, but I'm sure we'll talk about that in one of these upcoming days. And the story here um, of the book of Jonah is not really Jonah's story either. It's the story of a compassionate God dealing with his servant Jonah, the prophet. God is really the chief actor in this drama, so to speak. The word of God came to Jonah to go to Nineveh. And Jonah turned and went the other way. You saw that three times in verse three. Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and boarded the ship to go with him to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. But then the Lord hurled that great wind onto the sea. And we see this this interaction between between God and his prophet, this prophet who very much does not want to go to Nineveh, because Nineveh is the sworn enemy of God's people. Nineveh are the bloodthirsty people who would wipe Israel off the face of the earth, given the chance. But God is the one who hurls the great wind onto the sea, and he cuts off the flight of Jonah to Tarshish. He confronts the pagan sailors with the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. God is the one who sends the great fish to swallow Jonah to keep him alive and preserve his life. Um, when God's God allowed and worked through that lot to, you know, the casting of the dice really to show that Jonah was the one who was at fault. Um, God was the one who, in later in the book, in chapter two and three and four, um, God is the one who speaks and Jonah is returned to the land of the living when the fish vomits Jonah up onto dry ground. Uh, The word of God is spoken by the prophet and when he does go to Nineveh and that word of God brings about repentance, um, God spares the wicked city. God appoints the plant and the worm and the east wind in chapter four, which force the angry prophet to face and answer the question of God with which the story will close. So the book of Jonah is really the story of, of God's grace toward people and played out in the life of Jonah. And Jonah isn't really the hero. He's not really the protagonist. He's kind of the anti-hero and, um, and he's given this task of preaching to the great city of Nineveh. And it's not really about Nineveh, although Nineveh is a fantastic exemplar of the grace of God, that that God sent his prophet and shared his word with those people that they would repent and return. So I guess a few other things as we kind of wrap up here today is that Jonah in his sin, um, he needed that sin pointed out to him. And so kind of the question as we talk about the narrative that is the story that the book of Jonah is, is who is it that God was saving? Was God really interested in the Ninevites? Well, certainly our God our Father, God our Savior wants everyone to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. But God was also interested in Jonah. Maybe Jonah was being burnt out. Maybe Jonah just didn't see the grace of God in all of its gracefulness, but rather Jonah had some some sort of backwards idea that he was more deserving of God's favor than the Ninevites or anybody like that. So who is the book of Jonah for? Well, it's for the Ninevites, yes. It's for Jonah, yes. But the story of a compassionate God is our story too, that our compassionate God sent his son, and he even used um, this, this fish, they we'll talk about tomorrow a little bit more this fish as a, as a foreshadowing, as an example of Jesus Christ being laid in the belly of the earth, just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Our compassionate God would come through for us again. Even when even when sin has made us stupid, sin has made us do do things that we look back and you shake your head and say, well, how would I do that? Um, just like Jonah fleeing to Tarshish when it's obvious that he can't run away from God, even though he tries in his foolishness, in his blinded sinfulness, he tries anyway. But the story of our compassionate God is a story who finds those who are running away from him. The story of a compassionate God is a story of one who does not want any person, any sinner to die, that is, but he wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. And so as you go about your day, just take a moment and consider God's grace and God's compassion toward you. That even though, even though maybe we weren't serving in the same capacity as Jonah at the same time God has given us specific tasks and responsibilities and more often than not it is easier and um, perhaps more fulfilling one might even say to shirk those responsibilities and not follow through with them as God wants us to but our compassionate God seeks us out and our compassionate God wants us to fulfill the task that he has given to us He hasn't given you the task of going to Nineveh or traveling around the world. He's given you the people in your life, um, whether spouse or children or parents or grandparents or teachers, co-workers, employees, the same sort of thing. And God wants you to honor him by carrying out your responsibilities to those people, by faithfully serving as a parent or child, by um, faithfully serving as an employer or employee, by saying, you know what? my work here is primarily for my lord and my lord is the one who gives meaning and value to everything that i am doing today because my lord has had compassion on me he has given his son for me Thanks so much for joining us here at the Raised with Jesus podcast. Be sure to tune in a little bit later today. We'll have a special episode about the descent into hell. Had a couple questions after yesterday's Bible reading from Mark chapter 16. And so we'll look a little bit more closely at some of the details of the descent into hell. Thanks so much for joining us. God bless your day.